Yesterday, in our first reading from the book of Exodus, we heard the commandments as God has revealed his commandments to his people, emphasizing especially the first and the second, first as being prohibition against accepting any other God, that he's the only God. God who reveals himself is the only one, the God of Israel, the God of God's people, and the only one and that he is a jealous God. He does not want us to divide our hearts following not only him, but also idols. So it's very clear. But then, which we did not read yesterday, because there are a number of chapters in between and before this, this reading today comes, but what the Lord has done is not only that he gives us commandments, but also code of holiness. How do we live these commandments? And so we have very clear instruction on a variety of, of things which are known as the judgments. So it, it not only relates to God, that the places of worship, we cannot have statues of deities, we cannot have all kinds of other things. And then the Lord speaks also about the protection of servants, protection of aliens, widows, orphans, protection of young women from being seduced. This is part of that code of holiness, is how we take care of our parents, how also it's God's instructions on, on, on protecting and uh, protecting those who are harmed in any way or, or from being harmed or even killed. There's a code of holiness laws of restitution. The, you know, the Lord instructs how people um, are to live in such a way where you really respect your neighbor, their property, burglary, theft, burning somebody's field. Also, the Lord speaks of the part of code of holiness involves, involves the um, protection of deposited property. Uh, uh, again, that's this code of holiness that means that if we accept the, the commandments of God, which are very clear, and yet also the other types of instructions which the Lord gives to his people, how to protect neighbor, neighbor's rights, neighbor's uh, property as well. Not only that, but also his, his and her dignity. So, so it is this full aspect of God's giving to us instructions how to live according to what he desires and wishes. The Ten Commandments is sort of like summary, but as he unpacks in several chapters, he really wants to make sure that people of God will live in such a way where it's visible, where, they, where you know, they cannot hide the fact that they accept God and him, the only, and he, and, and him only but also it is manifested in how they treat one another. Lord Jesus gave us the summary that there's two commandments, the love of God with absolute love, you know, uh, that we follow, follow him, we accept him in our mind, with our heart, with our will, everything that we have. And then so second commandment, which is that code of holiness is in relationship to, to others and to love one another as we love ourselves. That's the second commandment. And so this is what we have. And so now at this moment, you know, when, when the Lord revealed these 
things to, to the people. And Moses came to the people and related all the words and ordinances of the Lord. The people said with one voice, we will do everything that the Lord has told us. We'll do everything, which means they accepted God's word. But there's a second portion to this is the establishing of the covenant. Now, God has revealed himself and how he wishes us to be. But now we accept and it's called the, 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 the ratification of the covenant, establishing and ratification of covenant. And how was it made? So Moses not only wrote down these words and the instructions, but also he built at the foot of the mountain an altar with 12 pillars. Well, the altar is symbolic of the place of meeting between God and ourselves. That's where we meet. And this is the establishing of the altar. So we meet just like we meet here at the altar. We have our Lord who, who is coming to us at the altar. At, on the altar, he becomes the, the, the truly body, blood, soul, and divinity. In the same way from the Old Testament, we have this Moses establishing this covenant and, and, and ratifying it on the altar. But there's also the other dimension of the altar is the sacrificial lamb, the innocent lamb, the blood of the lamb. And that is, it's, a, it's an offering, sin offering, a peace offering. It's a reconcil reconciliation between God and people because people know they're broken, they're sinful. They want to offer a sacrifice. They want to offer sacrifice. And they offer the sacrifice of innocent lamb. And so this is the second portion of the covenant. Not only we say yes, but also we ratify in the blood of the lamb. And so Moses takes the, the, the blood from the sacrificial lamb, not only uh, sprinkles upon the altar, but also upon the people and establishing the covenant in the blood of the innocent lamb, relationship within God. And, and God, from that moment, he promises. Not, it's not a contract because if one party breaks the contract, the contract is null and void. He establishes covenant because he is, has said, as the, as the Old Testament said, has said, is, is he is faithful, merciful, to the degree of complete fidelity always will be there for us. So this is what he established. But the, the, the portion which also has the consequences that he establishes this covenant, but if we break it, then we lose protection. We lose protection and, and once again, there's a, you know, there's a, in the Old Testament, as we just read, well, we didn't read this portion, but, but the, what are the blessings of keeping the, 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 that code, that, that covenant is divine presence. God will always be with his people, was one. So God will always be with his people. There's a protection on the way to the place, the Holy Land, to the promised land or heaven that you always be protecting us. So first, you always be there for us. Secondly, he will be protecting us on the way to enter into, our, into his kingdom. Then he also promises that he'll provide for us the basic necessity of food and drink. Give us this day our daily bread, we pray, protecting us that we will have enough sufficient food to, 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 to have on this journey. Then also that we'll be able, able to live a normal span of life. This is the Old Testament protection that if, if 
you follow the covenant and also assistance in difficulties, trials and war, that you'll always be there for us. And then you, you give us the security, living in, in security as sometimes, sometimes uh, Father Seraphim would say, that you know that that gift that God gives us that you will be able to live in peace mankind will not be able to live in peace unless it turns to God for his mercy sometimes seraphim would say peace yes all the blessings with the security the security and this is the promise from the old testament so this is what God wants to share with us that this is his covenant of relationship protection but if we uphold to that that part of our covenant, if we if we reject him, if we start having other priorities in life rather than God's, when we put other deities in front of us, serving Mammon, you know, and it riches, more money, or 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 or, or some form of you know materialistic treasures, whatever it may be, as that becomes the part of our life. Then, and then we will not receive the grace if we are unfaithful to him. And this is, this is something that the Lord very clearly says. And so when he established that covenant and then he ratified it, you know, because of the, of the altar, the, the sprinkling of the blood, innocent blood, he ratifies this. And then people says, yes, uh, all that the Lord has said, we will do. But then the Lord says to us through Moses that the, the covenant that this is the blood this is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words of his and he promises the blessings but we continue with this blood of the new covenant the new covenant blood which is Jesus himself offering himself on our behalf the covenant new blood and that's just why at the very consecration itself we repeat the words this is my the chalice the chalice of blood, my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, once and for all. Why? So in atonement for our sins, we offer a poor dot for the forgiveness of sins. This is what we have. So we see the Old Testament and the New Testament and reality that we have today. God himself offering himself on our behalf. God himself offered his precious blood. But not only, like in the Old Testament, it would be sprinkled, but we partake. We partake of life. Life means blood. I mean, so blood means life. So we partake of divine life because Christ is not only human, but also divine. So it's just, you know, when we speak of Eucharist, the body and blood, soul and divinity. So we partake of the divinity. We partake of that which God wishes to give us. And you see, this is why, you know, when we celebrate the Eucharist, as you see the Old Testament and New Testament, everything seems to be one, one unfolding of revelation, and especially the, the fullness of the gift of Christ himself, God himself, who becomes our offering, God himself, who becomes the innocent lamb, because to establish the new covenant, new covenant in Christ's blood new covenant in, in the divine sonship, the new covenant in God who becomes one of us so that we may become God-like. As the early church would say, why did God become man? Why did God become a human being so that we may become God? Because we partake in this new creation. We partake in this new divine provision for us. 
that we will never be able to be separated from God. And you see, and that's why today, when, when we hear the gospel in such a wonderful way, it says when, the, when God gives to us his word, Christ is a word, when Christ comes to us, what happens to us? Yes, we receive this beautiful gift, but we see the enemy sowing seeds into our life. Enemy keeps the Satan always wants to do something and he keeps on sending, sowing the seeds of discord, of divisions, of hate. He always plants these seeds and is destroying, destroying us. And you know, and, and, and the, the parable of the seed and the sower. And then the Lord says, sometimes it's impossible to separate, you know, the, the, you know that which is the good seed from the, from the enemy's seed. As you know, the, the, the contemporary tra translation speaks of weeds, but the old translation would say tears tears because what happened is the seed that the evil one sows wraps itself around the, the, the good stem. And so if you want to pull the weed, you're going to pull the wheat with it. And so ultimately, you know, the Lord is saying to us, sometimes it's impossible to weed out the, the, the brokenness within us, the sinfulness within us, because it is. It's, you know, however we are inspired by evil one, by others who contribute by our own human broken nature. So it's almost impossible. So let's, let's allow some of that brokenness because in the end, God will separate it. God will separate evil from good and anything uh, of evil will be burned away, be thrown away. So God, again, in his mercy knows us that the enemy sows the seed of discord, of hate, of, 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 of the, and then within our own broken human nature of sinfulness, consequences of sin, you know, addictions and, and, and you know, the capital sins as we know, you know, the, 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 the various dimensions of our life, which are so difficult for us because they blind us. We don't see, they don't let us see the truth, but God promises that ultimately he will separate the junk from us. You'll separate and you'll remove that. And when, when we enter the kingdom of God, we will enter in that purified state. And even if we're not completely ready, purgatory will take care of it. But you see that, so, so what we have before us is a, a deep, profound teaching on, on this passionate, God's passionate love for us. It's a passionate love. He doesn't want to abandon us. It's a covenant of love. It's a covenant of love, of relationship that will never end. There's nothing we can do to break that, that, that love of God. Sometimes people say, I've sinned so much. Looks like that the Lord just doesn't want me anymore. He wants to just reject me. It's not possible. It's not possible for God ever to reject us. Not possible for us to experience ever the lack of grace. He always be giving us, but he also respects us. He will not force it. And this is why, again, because he has this love for us, for the dignity that we have, for that ultimate freedom that he gave us, that we can welcome him or we can reject him. And then, the, and, but then he'll always pursue us with grace. He'll always be inviting us. And these words can come through our spouses, can come family members, can come through, uh, you know, the word reading of scripture, wherever it is, doesn't matter. But God will always pursue us with his love because he wants us to be with him in heaven. And finally, we know that, you know, as, as we read today, we honor Our Lady, 
we know that she's also there for us. The Lord Jesus entrusted us to her. And as a mother, she has received all the graces, knowledge. With the guidance of the Holy Spirit, she's able to help us, assist us. That's why those who have special devotion to her, she seems to take care of them like a mother, you know, like additional type of, of, of recourse that we have. And she, she will be there for us. That's why we don't have to worry those who consecrate themselves to Our Lady. And I watch many people and those who give witness what happens to a person when you consecrate yourself to Our Lady, which means you consecrate yourself to God through Our Lady, because that's ultimately, there's no other consecration. Consecration is I set myself apart for God's purposes to be guided by Our Lady. That's what we do, say yes. Blessed Mother, you take care, you guide me. And when you look at people who have done this 30 or 40 years ago, or 20 or even 15, 10, there's a great difference. There's a great difference. And they know and they follow, you know, with the John Paul, but also many people I know personally who have done extraordinary things, being sort of mediocre Catholics upon consecration, giving themselves to Our Lady. There seems to be an effect but we obviously, we have to pray. We have to stay close to the Lord. We can't just say, okay, well, I did my consecration and I have to do anything. No, because we need to participate. And finally, you know, I, I've heard of St. Charbel, St. Charbel, uh, you know, from Lebanon, lived in the 19th century, um, almost throughout the 19th century. He was a Lebanese son of a mule driver, his father was a mule driver, and of course, um, he didn't have much. His uncle was helping to raise him up because he was better off. But his uncle was absolutely against his faith. He says, you're praying too much. <laughs> I don't want you to live this way of life. And so he was really persecuting him. So Shabazz, as a young man, would run to the to the shrine of St. Moran, uh, Mar Maron, Maronites, Maron in Anania. He would go there and secretly pray and come back home, you know, so that he won't get into trouble with his uncle. But, uh, but the fact is that this desire to pray pushed his heart, moved his heart. Finally, he joined the, uh, the monks, uh, the Maronite monks, in, in, uh, in, a, in a shrine of St. Maron. And then he became priest, religious priest. And ultimately his heart was moved. He wanted to be like the desert fathers, to live alone, you know? And so he had this, this uh, he had these three huts and, and he lived one of them, actually it's four of them. There's three additional ones. And the only thing he wanted to do is serve the people who came there. That's all. That was his whole ministry to serve them. And so in the process of serving them, they would be talking to him and wishing to receive guidance. And, and his holiness came through by serving and guiding others to Christ, by serving and, and guiding others to Christ. So he lived like that for 23 years. And we, uh, we see that in that simplicity of life, he didn't preach, he didn't have these, you know, multimedia things at that time. But, but in, a, in, a, in a special way, just to each individual, just like St. John Vianney, he became whole, he manifested wholeness through confessions. And he was guiding and confessing those who show up there and whoever they were. So you see how God works. God works to all of us. Whatever we have, if we say yes to him, he will use us. 
And why? It's because he gave his son. He gave his son. He gave his son who offered himself on our behalf, who established a new covenant of relationship where we become children of God, where we become men and women who are destined for glory. Men and women who are divinized by God, by Christ himself through his blood. And he wants to make sure that we only, not only hear the word, but he comes to us sacramentally. He comes to us to be with us. How important, how great that is. Can we grasp this God himself coming to us? Our minds are just too weak. Our imagination is defective. And even if we grasp this truth, that we are broken as we are, limited as we are, God himself enters because he's not afraid. Oh, holy God enters us who are sinful because of that preciousness of, of Christ himself who bridges that, that, that brokenness. He bridges through his mercy, bridges through his love. So we may enter into communion with the Father and then enter his kingdom. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.